Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. Welcome to America's Heroes Group. This week is our roundtable with clean energy infrastructure partner Zodiac Solutions, LLC. Today is Saturday, August 6, 2022. August is National Wellness Month. Be well this month. Host, Our host is Cliff Kelly. Heard him during the intro. My name is Sean Clay. I'm the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. And our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have our partner on the line, Mr. Rob Howard. And Mr. Rod Matthew. Rod Howard is a U.S. Navy veteran and a president and CEO of Zodiac Solutions, LLC. And Rod Matthew, he's a U.S. Navy veteran and owner of Brevian Energy, specializing in microgrid technologies and renewable energy. If we want to talk about something that happened recently, Chuck Schumer and Joe Manchin, two of our, our distinguished congressmen, have drafted a climate change bill and how it will help local cities and states develop clean energy infrastructure. We want to talk about that and find out how. Veterans in particular, but people around the world, around the country, can benefit from making this world a little bit more efficient with how we use energy. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. So tell us about, first of all, give us some information about how this, what this, what's in this bill, first of all. I know there's a lot of stuff going on with this bill. And then also maybe walk us through if you have any information about how this, what was the, the there was a lot of back and forth about this bill. We talked about before, on one of our earlier shows we mentioned about the Build Back Better plan and some of the infrastructure and uh, microgrid technology and some of the investment inside inside of uh, clean energy, and then some of that didn't quite get through, and then now we have this new bill that's out here. Right. I would I would say just from the beginning, for those who don't know, when you're talking about huge pieces of legislation, there's a lot of what they call sausage making. So mm-hmm. I don't want us to get ahead of ourselves. But this bill does look like uh, it looks like it's ready to cross the finish line because they have enough votes. Um, Senator Cinema Senator from Arizona has signed on. Um, I won't get into the weeds on that, but there were some other things that she wanted. But a lot of it is there's there's a few key categories that they talked about. One, they're talking about lowering the energy costs for Americans. They're talking about energy security. We want to increase that, and then talking about decarbonization but what i've been going through certain sections of it and the parts that jump out to me there's Mm -hmm. one key factor right away is that it's important 
for veterans and veteran-owned businesses and in communities, you must be connected with your local, uh, your local government, your state government, um, even at the county level, because a number of these, uh, uh, the overwhelming majority of these funds flow through one of those governmental entities. So that's important to look at. And the other one is knowing with those connections, having ideas of what you want to see happen. For example, if, you, if you're in an area and there's a factory or a warehouse that's using diesel uh, engine trucks coming in and out, you may want to look at how there's funding from the EPA on how to reduce those diesel emissions. Mm-hmm. But there's also in a section, uh, and I'm flipping through paper now because this thing is, is it, it's interesting. Low emission electricity program mm-hmm. in section 60107 for mm-hmm. those folks who are into the numbers. They have a, a, a huge amount of funding that would be associated with education programs, which allows your local nonprofits to get engaged. Um, you can focus on weatherization of apartment buildings, but at the same time, now you've got money for uh, to look at those. I have a large apartment building. I may want to come up with a microgrid for the apartment building and things like that. And I'll, I'll stop there because I could go on and on about this. But the biggest thing is the climate pieces, including how we treat our forests to try to work on forest fires. Mm-hmm. They, they've got a lot of that in there. Wow. So this is a $370 billion bill as it stands right now. And a lot of the things that are in this bill also are designed to address, I guess, inflation. Because if we can start building, we talked about one of our shows uh, with you guys about building the infrastructure necessary for electric cars and having charging stations all over the all over the country, especially on major highways and things like that. If we can get off our dependency of fossil fuels, when inflation kicks in, one of the biggest parts of inflation is fuel costs. So if fuel costs are really high. It drives the price of everything up. It becomes uh, more expensive to to put uh, products inside trucks. It's more expensive to use anything that create this this driven or taken to your house by a vehicle. That price of that item is going to go up if fuel prices go up. So what are we doing in this in regards to that infrastructure that's going to go in place to get more charging stations for the electric cars that are on their way? Rod, you have the what can what can you tell us about that? I want to. I don't want to cut anybody out. I want to make sure because I'm I'm in on the phone. But one of the things that they're actually trying to do, first of all, the inflation reduction is twofold. One of the pieces they're doing is deficit reduction, and we cannot forget about that. When they do deficit reduction, we're paying less interest, which actually works back through what the government is having to pay out and allows more money to be available. So that deficit reduction is a huge uh, portion to that. The other piece is what they're doing is everything from clean, heavy-duty vehicles, they've got like a billion dollars that's going to the EPA for everything from all your local heavy-duty vehicles, garbage trucks, dump trucks, trucks, big, huge city vehicles, they're going to be funding grants to support that. And so what they're looking at is when you have clean energy, because it could be hydrogen. It may not necessarily be electric. Okay. Hydrogen vehicles are available, particularly the hydrogen for those larger vehicles is, is right now where we are in the, in the evolution. 
that's what they're using. They're using compressed hydrogen for garbage trucks, big dunk trucks, and things like that. They've got a huge, a billion dollars for that. They're targeting low-income communities for that funding. So when you're, again, you're riding through the grants with the EPA, if you're in a low-income area where they're trying to do that, that particular city, these cities really need to get in on that. Another one is if you're on a port city, which I found was kind of interesting, they're trying to reduce, people don't realize how much pollution happens at ports. You've got all the trucks that are carrying these, these uh, uh, supplies for the supply chain, but they sit, and they sit for quite a long time. They're trying to reduce air pollution at the ports by doing that. So basically what they'll have is they'll have it set up to where the trucks don't have to just sit there. They'll create more infrastructure there. And when you're creating that infrastructure for these larger vehicles, it leaves the ports into the supply chain because those trucks are having to move, well, guess what? You're going to be building infrastructure for charging outside of just the ports. So it, it, it seems that there's some thought of what the entire infrastructure looks like, and the key agency for people to start looking on their website for uh, grant opportunities that they're putting their plans together is the Environmental Protection Agency. So looking at that for the the charging stations and and, um, locally, you've got funding that allows you to, um, they don't even specifically say charging stations. What they say in some of the, some of the, um, some of the languages, they want you to, to develop greenhouse gas uh, reducing infrastructure. I interpret that as EVs, but it allows you in case you want to do something else like weatherization of homes, like ensuring that we have electric appliances. There's funding for, for people who want to buy appliances. There's funding for that. So at this level so far, it looks broad enough to allow you to customize locally. And that's the thing I like is that because, you know, each community is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, some communities may want to put in some solar but other communities may actually want to use wind technology yeah, and then, yeah, integrating in the battery storage. So, so right now I would just say we need to start digging in. Like I said, I've got 40 pages in front of me right now going through it. I'm watching as they move through with the votes because if anything changes, that's going to change what actually comes out of the bill. But there's a lot of incentives, grants and loans and, and tax incentives, what I understand in this bill. So if people want to do things to their home to make it more energy efficient or if they invest in some of this technology as small business owners, they can get money back. Is that correct? Yes. And, and what's interesting about it is, let's say you have a manu- uh, manufacturing plant. Mm-hmm. They've got you've got multiple opportunities because you can get in on the infrastructure piece. You can get on the greenhouse gas reduction piece. So, so again, at your home, there's, there's incentives. There's even incentives for electric vehicles. There was one uh, line where they're going to give $4,000 rebates if you're buying a used electric vehicle mm. and then 7500 if you're buying a new electric vehicle. So you've got infrastructure pieces. You've got purchasing of electrical equipment. So we're going to need 
uh, honestly, I tell you, I, I, I'm hoping that people really take this infrastructure piece seriously, and there are carve-outs for low-income communities. And so communities that are typically left behind, I'm going through this and, and on several occasions, they, they will put out $2 billion to work on that part of the infrastructure, but 50% of it has to go to low-income communities. Now, that's not all urban. Remember, a lot of low-income communities will be rural, mm-hmm. and so as you're looking at those small towns, as you look, so I think there's something in it for everyone. You just got to go. You got to go digging. You 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 know how people mine crypto, or you need to do some mining through this bill to figure out what works best. My suggestion to people is figure out what it is you're trying to do, then look at what's available to do it. Talk to your cities. Talk to your counties. Talk to your nonprofits that are trying to do uh, environmental justice in your community. Because what happens is this stuff gets forgotten about, but we got to get in front of it. And I know I don't know if you can tell, but I'm I am really excited it sounds, about. It sounds really exciting because there's a lot of stuff, like I said, that can really improve quality of life for people around the, around the country. And then this is something yeah, that we need to really get on top of because there's, and there's a lot of business opportunities and savings for people that are wanting to do things to make their energy costs lower. You know, have a car that, you know, that doesn't need uh, doesn't take you know, six, seven dollar a gallon gas. Right now, we're seeing all these high fuel prices right now across the country. I think a lot of people are starting to think about and reconsider whether or not they want that electric car. Maybe they want to invest that, that for that power charging station in their in their garage. So you don't have to pay these expensive. You're paying five, six hundred dollars a month in gas. That's another car note. I, it is amazing. I talked to um, a gentleman who works at one of the Community Choice Energy Groups. He has an electric vehicle, and now he is out charging at different charging stations. He drives four to five times as many miles as his wife, who has. You know, a moderate, it's not a gas guzzler, but he drives five times as many miles and she pays five times as much Mm. to refuel the vehicle. Wow. That's the difference we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's also important for people to recognize one other item that kind of jumped out at me. Some of these are time sensitive. So they've given you till about the physical year of 2024, which is in September 30th, 2024, to actually put in for these grants. So it's not like it's a rush, but remember, there's only so much funding. So put your plans together, start looking at what you want to do as a community, but also what you want, want to do as an individual. If you've been thinking about it, now's the time to really give it a hard look. If you're worried about the heavy investment for a brand new vehicle, then get a used EV, mm-hmm. electric vehicle. Yeah, $4,000 tax credit like sounds it. good. With a used, a $4,000 tax credit for a used EV? For a used EV. Now, that's the federal money inside of this bill once it passes. Check with your states because some of them, like in California, they're trying to come up with basically matching funds for that. I mean, it's, man, it's, it's up to us. It's up to us to really dig in and figure out how this is going to work. So what was the, the, the holdup? It seemed like something like this was long overdue. Well, why didn't it come out sooner? And, and we say, we're saying right now we think it's going to pass. looks like it's got a lot of bipartisan support in Congress. 
What's the likelihood of this passing? But what took so long? I think, uh, again, having spent time watching what happens in Congress, a lot of it has to do with money and politics. There are a lot of people who don't want to pay any more in taxes, period. Mm -hmm. There are people who want what they call smaller government as long as they don't have to, you know, they want big government when it benefits them, but smaller government when it comes to them having to pay more taxes or other people getting the support they need. Because, again, when you take care of people and they're cheaper, it's, it's being proactive. It's where we reduce costs. Uh, Senator Cinema had an issue around um, basically the, uh, the tax credit where you are able to roll the interest forward and it benefited hedge fund operators, basically people who, and just in my opinion now, I'm not, I'm not a doctoral economist, but they can pay a minimum tax. Mm-hmm. You got enough loopholes to not pay taxes because we can't get the country going forward by putting it on the backs of a shrinking middle class. Right. We have to work together. So that was a lot of it. And, you know, they worried about inflation, but they're using the old rules of how we get inflation. Right. They're not, (laughs) they're not using, think about it. They're not using the fact that we jump started an economy from zero. Right. They're going to be supply chain issues, but you take this bill overlay it over the chips act. Um, I would suggest communities to start looking at, Hey, can we get a chip building factory? Cause those jobs, those are prevailing wage jobs because mm-hmm. you have to know how to dress out in the clean room. You're going to learn more about the technology. So um, I think, but like I said, the hold up, a lot of it had to do with money and politics and people with money were pushing to get what they want. Yep. And it seems to make a lot of sense, especially for natural security, because if we become more efficient, particularly with building chips in this country and less, re, and less um, uh, reliant on foreign fossil fuels coming from the Middle East, where we're fighting most of our, the last 20 years, we've been fighting wars in the Middle East. Why? Because oil over there. And you know, all the other conflict zones and hot zones around the country, a lot of that, even in Ukraine. We, we can go to Ukraine look at that, what's going on there with natural gas. And now yep. Germany and these countries are trying to figure out what they're going to do for the winter. You know, if we can and get more all- smart and get smart about this stuff and really take this stuff seriously, like you mentioned, people need to uh, take the time and do some research and find out what are what's in these things and programs you can take for take advantage of for yourself so you can save money for your household. And and on the you you nailed it because we seem to only want to do this when there is a crisis. Well, we've had our crisis, so let's get busy because. In this bill, there's nine, because I'm going to run off a couple of things for people to look at. For the individual, $9 billion for consumer home energy rebates. So making energy-efficient appliances, there's $9 billion in there. Um, Ten years of tax credits for home efficiency projects. And then when you start talking about the whole energy sector, you just talked about those building clean technology manufacturing, not just chips. But what if we're manufacturing our own solar panels and batteries? There's $10 billion, with a B, $10 billion wow. investment tax credits um, for clean technology manufacturing facilities. So, you know, I think the opportunities are there. What we have to do is dig in because we have to connect with those entities that the money is going to flow through, put our plans together because 
this is not going to be 100% of what you need to get these things done, but it can help get you over the hump. Mm-hmm. So it, it's time. It is absolutely time. So we got one minute left. So just tell us, what, is there one thing that you wish was in the bill that's not in it right now? In about 30 I, seconds. I, I would like direct, me personally, I want, instead of using the normal governmental way of putting everything together and running it through the states and everything else, the federal government should have one-stop shopping to allow people to apply for funding to do low- and moderate-income communities to change those communities to be energy efficient. That means that's everything. That's rooftop solar, battery storage, hydrogen fuel cell technology, charging stations, and allow people funding to buy electric bikes. It's, it's, it's really complicated to do this, and it doesn't need to be. We need one stop for it and to make it happen on a faster scale. That's just if I had to pick one thing, that's what I would like to see happen. Rob Howard, U.S. Navy veteran and president, CEO of Zodiac Solutions. We didn't have Rob Matthew with us today, but he'll be back. This is America's Heroes Group. Great information. I appreciate your time, Rob. Appreciate being here, and I'm watching it. Next time we'll have a, 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 a more up-to-date report. All right. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.